Welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Good day everyone. Hello. Welcome to the latest episode of the ghost gig. The ghost gig. <laughs> this uh, is the almost Halloween episode I now. Know, I know, but... I was about to say, we're a bit, we're a bit early, but happy Halloween. Yes, happy Samhain, Halloween, All Hallows Eve and the... the... Think permutations and similar. Pervy then, <laughs> all the pervy Halloween people. <laughs> <laughs> Don't dress pervy just for Halloween. Dress pervy all year round. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving. Yes, um, it's like Christmas. But you get to dress up much more fun. I will say this is this is good. We weren't sure whether we'd get this out um, in time for the for this Sunday when it's due to, when this episode is due out. We've had a bit of a, a crazy week, but here we are. And we are here and we are managing it. So Here you are. Good. Here I am, yes. Yay! Yes, our dear friend COVID nearly struck but didn't. Ah, you yeah. tried, you cheeky little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I shouldn't really tempt fate, should no, I? No, don't, don't, because it'll freaking hear you. <laughs> um, so just before we start, I want to say again a massive thank you to all our new Instagram followers. We're now up to 1,284 followers, which is really exciting. Ooh. And, um, That's pretty good. We've got people in Australia listening now so that's really cool mm-hmm. don't, don't do the accent don't do the accent don't do the accent, s- don't do the accent don't. no I'm telling myself don't oh, do the right, accent okay. I mean because actually to be honest I don't think I really do a very good Australian accent I've never tried just don't, 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 don't. No. not especially if there's people listening who might get offended um, yeah that's true <laughs> but yeah so massive thanks we're getting lovely messages from people we've started to get stories which is super cool and as I said previously cool. I just want to get um enough for like a decent amount of episodes because we've got we've got some really cool ones but they're like they're quite short and sweet so we're gonna just wait i like the directness that's cool but it means we we could maybe maybe if people keep submitting their 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 stories we'll be able to have soon an episode where we have a quick fire submitted stories which will be a bit exciting yeah being avert like tell people send things in then we will read them out (laughs) well we'll have what, what is called a listener stories episode in the pod pa- podcast paranormal the podcast the podcast well for most anyone listening to this it is actually the podcast oh I see what you did there well I still just like the name podcasting just for record because I mean I don't know about you but I never feel like I'm secreting a pod whenever we're doing this <laughs> I've never once secreted a pod while we're doing this and I don't wish to start now okay well I feel like it was sort of like a weird name from the 2000s that people just stuck with for some weird reason I think we've gone a bit off piece here about but yes whatever, yeah you're probably right whatever makes you happy Vince um, ah, the pod people. <laughs> but yeah, um, we'll, we'll, we'll um, remind you all of our contact details towards the end. But yes, thank you for following. Uh, thank you for supporting. And yeah, we're having a lot of fun. Um, so as we said, this is the Halloween special. Ah! Um, and we're really excited for Halloween. Obviously, we didn't get a Halloween last year, did we? Really? So excited to actually, you know, do stuff for Halloween, dress up. We're going to be going to some open mic nights and some parties. So uh, have a check on our Instagram because hopefully we'll be posting some, uh, some live songs. That would be really clever if we can encourage people to video us. Because that's always the downside of an open mic night is, hey, you know, here to have a good night. Can you... Not for a bit and hold my phone. It's fine. You know, it's a bit it's a bit of a weird thing to ask people to do. Yeah. But you know, who knows? I think mm. I think uh, I think <clears throat> my, my my good old parents are coming, so I reckon they'll do it. Oh yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um brilliant. So um it is our Halloween special, so we wanted to um do a you know, a special We need film. to mark the occasion. We yeah. had a bit of a th- thinking about this. And um, actually, someone did suggest this one on uh, Instagram. So cool. I want to say um, thank you to Dark Hit Music. 
who suggested this, and it Good was name. already in our thought processes. Yes. Um, so uh, great minds and we, all of that. Well, I'm not going to say it straight away. So this film, uh, I was told about for years and years and years and years. I was told it is the scariest film that was ever made. Um, you know, people were being sick in the theaters. Um, my mum tells a story of you know she was a kind of young adult when it came out and she she watched it and then I was so scared that she couldn't sleep on her own that night I think she had to kind of bunk up with her mum and I was really really excited to watch it uh, I think you know we we, we watched the extended director's cut didn't we we did Um, I was really excited to watch it I was thinking oh my god like you you know I was like I want to be freaked out by this I want to be scared and the film that we watched was no? The Exorcist. Yes. So you made the gesture. I mean, I, I, I'm apparently I'm butting out of this bit. So uh, I'll just let you go with it. But um, yeah, we watched The Exorcist. So, the Exorcist. I mean, the Exorcist. I'm sure people know the story of this. I mean, you know, possessed girl, priest comes to rid her of demon, basically. Um, and there's all these sorts of classic moments in the film. Um, I don't want to give too much away. So we'll play my song. Basically, yeah. okay. um, before you do, I just want to, I want you all to imagine that the exorcist is a guy on Tinder and he's really, really charming and good looking and exciting looking. And this is after spending the night with him. That's, that was the idea behind this song. That's a really specific and, uh, idea. And, uh, uh, and also you've gone for Tinder. So he's not, he's not like a bumble catch or uh, <laughs> well, he's, 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 not, he's not plenty of fish. He's not so like, you're seeing him yeah. as a Tinder kind of like a, well, like it's well, a brief yeah, thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I I need to mention also that um, this was co-written by Anna and Anne Marie on a wonderful songwriting course I went on. Oh, was last it? Week. See that you didn't mention yes. to me. So um, thank you, ladies. It's still very good. Though. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, ladies. It was a pleasure to work with you, uh, and I hope I've done it justice. Um, so yeah, here is my song. Wanted to love you and torture my mind Haunted by whispers, you were the best of your kind Needed you to possess me, make me sick to the core Throw me to the ceiling, then down to the floor Where are the nightmares? Expectations on high Waiting for the demons Already exercised Your shock factor's outdated And your backstory's weak You weren't meant to make me laugh You were meant to make me shriek Where are the nightmares?
<laughs> so yeah, you know what? Well, hope you get the idea there. Yeah. 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 I I think we may have got something similar from our watching of the film if I'm honest okay. we've gone different directions with our songs okay. but I suspect when we get to our conversations afterwards I think we're going to have lots mm-hmm. to yeah. pro- I think we're going to agree on this one yeah. I All have right. a suspicion we're going to agree go for it then okay yeah yeah so I won't give loads and loads away but if you've already given some preamble I might as well as well mm-hmm. I realise most of my feelings towards The Exorcist are actually nothing to do with the film right which I found very distressing Okay. So, yeah. Film struggles under the weight of expectation of being the exorcist when really it's just the exorcist. A well-made film that really shouldn't be put up to this As for us watching now, it brings a rather mixed experience We had decades of being told that it's a great horror And I hate to tell you this But it's not as good as you remember So we no longer believe you we shouldn't have listened to you Cause you've gone seeing to The ruining of this film I know you didn't mean to I appreciate it scared you But that's not what we sat through Cause you've gone ruin this film perfection in the service of trash but I think that there's a skill here stops you laughing at the crass find the line and piss on it neurological disorder or an evil spirit the director's got the answers but he won't give it you must love this you must love this we no longer believe you We shouldn't have listened to you Cause you've gone seeing to The ruining of this film I know you didn't mean to I appreciate it scared you But that's not what we sat through Cause you've gone ruined this film Brutal shocks and indescribable obscenities Unhurried and unhinged for sure but a museum piece we feel shock and nausea with dogged hope this film is something of a frontal assault you must love this 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 you Decades of being told that it's a great horror 
And I hate to tell you this But it's not as good as you remember So I mourn the death of the film they've killed I'm sorry for what they've done to you You're held up to a standard which you just can't live A film killed by the buzz around it But I can still visit your tombstone on Netflix The Exorcist. There you go. See, sorry, I know it's on Amazon. You pointed that out, but Netflix rhymed. There's not that many things around with Exorcist that's somewhere. relevant. Not many streaming yeah. services rhyme with Exorcist, okay. so I went with it. I'll never get away with it. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think it just it hasn't aged well. Like there's um, films like Psycho and. Um, was in thinking of earlier the shining which i you know are pretty old very old but still really scary in my opinion this just wasn't i wasn't scared at all i i think i don't feel i feel like it hasn't aged well i think it that's not so much its problem for me i think it because you're being told for so long mm. and it's referenced in so much stuff yeah. other media that we had consumed since you know the age of 10 onwards that you make so much so, yeah it's inescapable the effect of the exorcist without ever being able to see the exorcist until substantially later in life yeah i mean we had both seen it before years ago hadn't we yeah i was like a teenager and i couldn't really yeah. remember same i was about 18 yeah. 20 something like yeah. that maybe slightly older but yeah something around that a while back yeah but this i, I hoped when we rewatched it i was going to feel better about yeah. that but actually no because still i was thinking ah oh, this is the bit where so and so happens yeah this is the bit where so and so happens oh watch your head spin yeah. around all that kind of stuff and i thought this has gutted it. I know, but the thing is, it's like, completely ruined the thing. It, it for me, it back then. When I'm saying it hasn't aged well, because obviously, like the special effects, no one had ever seen anything like that before. Uh, no one had ever seen um, such like the, the, the language was really shocking. Yeah, um, yeah. The whole masturbation bit with the crucifix was really shocking. And the thing is, is it masturbation or is she just mutilating her genitals? Because she's, <laughs> I don't know. This, standing but... at the ang- the angle that she's. Vince I don't. Is, I don't think that that's anyway. Like, I know that's what they're going for, but I honestly don't. I think she's just mutilating okay. a groin. But so what I was, what I mean to say is, none of that stuff <clears> is shocking anymore. And the thing that the thing that made the film so infamous is no longer is no longer there. Basically, especially for people okay. like us who are used to, you know, growing up with. Um, what I was saying, I said, I said, I've seen scarier things in Doctor Who, the bloody weeping <laughs> angels for one. Um, they are the, scary. The empty yes. Child. Bye, my mummy. I mean, now. It's All right. Okay. Fun. Yeah, that is scary. But I, I, I feel like you can still watch a film within its context and still feel like it's scary for its time, and that could still be a worthwhile watch. Like, and a film doesn't yeah. have to be scary, yeah. as we both know, for yeah. it to be a valid horror. It can be great and enjoyable. Yeah. You know, un, un ironically, being enjoyable without being mm. scary. Unfortunately, this film is definitely you're right. Kind of pushes you're going to shit yourself, and like yeah. you don't. No, because um, to us, it just especially the bit. Where she goes up the stairs backwards, you know, kind of on all fours, and that just made no. She comes down. I, that was a bit. I hadn't remembered that at all, and that, that was because that doesn't seem to be a bit that I can remember ever being referenced in things like The yeah. Simpsons or any other TV. I thought, oh, that was cool. I think we both commented when we saw us. Oh, I don't remember that happening at all. But, I mean, it was nice to feel like there was something different to get for, for it to me, still it give. Looked, for me, it looked quite comical, which is not what they're going for at all, is it? No, I, I didn't think it looked comical at the time because there's there's a kind of inhuman way I she's moving thought, her limbs. I thought it looked. Um, so I think it was. I don't. I don't quite see that 
Exactly. Okay. I've lost my train of thought. We you just allowed, kept going. We are allowed to differ in opinion. Yeah, okay. I, I really want to remember what I was about to say. Um, but the whole head spinning, the vomiting, for me it was just like, you know, over the top. And yeah, we, we, we've been spoiled growing up because we've got, we've you know, we grew up with CGI and all that stuff. So we're not going to find that stuff, you know, shocking at all. We're not going to be like, oh my God, that's terrifying. Because we're used to seeing things that's way, way more scary. I mean, I suppose we might be. But I, more, more realistic, I, I should say. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure I entirely feel like special effects make or break a film, in it, whether they're good or bad. And I, and I don't think these are bad, actually. I think they're very effective for what they're trying to do. My opinion is the story's a bit flimsy. The you, story is um, jank. The acting, <laughs> the acting's okay, the script's okay. The thing they really relied on was the shock factor. Yes. And that's not there anymore. No, you're quite right. That, the that's the thing. That's the, it. Th- did you think when you were watching it? I, I realised that the hospital sequences are at least as scary as the possession sequences. Mm. Like that early, I'm guessing it's an MRI scan or something she has. Where they crank the sound up, and the sound design is done really well for these scenes. Yeah. And it's so terrifying. Mm. And she's just sitting in the chair, and it's whirring around, and it's a really loud noise. Like, that's quite good. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, no. And they don't get referenced in other things, and I still enjoyed those. Yeah. I did feel like though. Because because we've had it defanged essentially for us, <laughs> what you're actually watching is a film that, in its original incarnation, to people originally watching it, probably had a wonderful slow build of dread. For us, it had a glacial pace. It had a it had a plot yeah. which seemed to spend any time that she wasn't on the screen being possessed was boring. Yeah, because it actually didn't have much going for it. The characters weren't very interesting. Half of them didn't seem to. I don't know. I just, I just thought like what. Yeah. No, you, I, go away. And we watched the um, we watched the director's cut, so we went for the full. You know, I, I'm thing. glad we did that. And actually, quite liked. I, I get the impression the yeah. main difference is that the prologue is longer, which probably is because at least it gives some context to the like three or four seconds you get in the actual film of flashing images where they show like a giant god in the sun and yeah. a pendant. It gives some context as to why those are in there, yeah, but not much. But to be honest, it doesn't really yeah. make it any difference. They're well made, yeah. but you just thought, but. I, I don't... It, just, it hasn't added... I, you still haven't explained why those have all of a sudden shown up in this city in the rain when they used to be in Egypt. Well, no, it's northern Iran, isn't it? Which would be a lot more difficult to I mean, shoot maybe now. I, maybe I missed it. But it was like, you know, guy abroad on an archaeological dig and then suddenly teenage that, girl and now she's possessed. That that guy who led the archaeological dig, supposedly, he's the priest, yeah, the yeah. older one. Yeah, So it's him, it's him having previous experience of yeah. this deity or whatever. I didn't see Spirit. how she got possessed. I mean, she just... No. That seems to, to just. Me, it was like they were so keen appear. to get to the vomiting and the head spinning. They didn't. They kind of missed that bit out. You know. Yeah, they like, did. They did. Like, Quick, you know, get you know, paint her green and make her vomit. Um, well, they did build that, it, but it still felt, yeah, with it, without that actually late sense of fear, it yeah. just feels a bit dragging. Yeah. Which but is I mean, a shame because it's actually not that long yeah. a film, and it's actually a sort of standard length. I, I liked the extra intro because you know, fr- frankly. It being somewhere deserty and brightly lit was quite a nice change. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm I, sad because I wanted to love, as I said in my song, I yeah. wanted to love it. And as I said, it was just like when you see a really fit guy on Tinder and you're like, oh my God, he's going to be amazing. Like we're going to have the best time ever. And then it's a complete flop. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, that, that is, uh, and that's what we kind of came up with when we wrote the song. Fair um, enough. So, I, I also yeah. wanted to love it. And, I, I, and then I, I realised that actually most of the things I feel about it are the things that the disappointments yeah. I feel are nothing to do with the filmmakers themselves. They're to do with how yeah. the film has been treated in 
society yeah. around it being held up on a pedestal. It is because of our age, though, because my, my colleague, hello, David, if you're listening. Hello. Um, I played in my song, and he went, we talk about the same film. And I was like, yeah. And, you know, he's, he's, he's a bit older than me, and, you know, he, I think he was a young, you know, young so when it came That's out. That's it. I, I think if you grew up with like, it. How can you think that? And I was like, because we're different ages, and, you know, to us, it's just not, not that shocking. Uh, I mean, it has shocking bits in it. But in honesty, I wasn't the f- shocked at all. But, but, but I, f- I feel like it's the reason that you and I weren't shocked at the film was because we have been primed to expect it from all the various times it's been used in clip shows, referenced in other media, mm. and you know, every time there's a top ten list of scary moments, oh, there will be an exorcist moment, and so you've seen the yeah. scary bit already, this, and it's ruined it. Once the Simpsons has done it, there's no hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not just The Simpsons, though. No, it, I mean, it seems shock. like it's heavily referenced. It is a massive cult film. Yeah. But I feel like the cult is what's ruined the film. I here. feel it's still important to watch it as a horror fan. Yes. I mean, we, we've been kind of slamming it, but I think it is still important to watch because it, because it is, like, up there, isn't it? It is the horror film, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. And I feel to understand where it all came from. It's one of those ones that inspired so much stuff, didn't it? So it's you important to watch You should it. watch it. Yeah. Um, you should watch it. If you've it. never seen it, and if, frankly, if you're listening to this, I suspect you already have. Yeah, probably. Uh, if you haven't, you should, after you've finished listening yeah. to this episode, you should go watch The Exorcist. Yeah. You frankly. should definitely watch it. Don't let us put you off. You yeah. should watch it. Um, I don't know. Maybe other people will. Maybe we're too, too desensitised because we're weirdos and we watch horror all the time. Or um, Who knows? Um, but, yeah, um... So, yeah, I was a bit sad. I was like, oh, I really wanted to love that. I really wanted to be, like, shitting myself. And I just, just didn't. I know. just felt sad for the no, film. No, I, felt no, like it, I felt like it had been given a lot of injustice. I liked your analogy, actually, of it kind of, you know, being... It it's been it's been killed. Yeah. It's been killed. Yeah. You can go visit its its tomb. Yeah. That's honestly yeah. what I thought, which is a shame because that's not what it should be. Yeah. Um, and it's But it's not the filmmakers that did that. No, no. I'm it's, sure of um, its time it was, like, just unbelievably terrifying yeah the people who like the, the guy guy who passed out in the cinema banged his head and then sued Warner Brothers for, for putting it on that actually happened yeah, and they yeah, settled later. they settled out of court <laughs> because yeah but obviously it's all marketing so, so ultimately for the film he was in the cinema he, he um, passed out from yeah. fear banged his head on a seat or something and then sued Warner Brothers for distributing so the film. So, when are we next going to the cinema? <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, ever? I mean, um, I yeah, maybe so, if Pixar does something. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, honestly, as a horror fan, definitely watch it. Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure who it's for. I feel like it probably pissed off everyone at the time. And maybe there are people mm. who are listening to this better place to judge. But, yeah. like, is it anti-Christian? Is it pro-Christian? It seems to be kind of pissing off both sides. I mean, I like that. I, yes, that's fine. But, like... It, yeah, yeah, it's it's odd. A lot's written about it, and a lot of ill, a lot of ink has been spilled about it already. Maybe we shouldn't add to it further. And I also haven't intentionally gone seeking any of that. Okay. I want my opinions to be as much my own yeah. as I can manage. But well, apart from me filtering, I'm joking. <laughs> of course, yeah. Except when you when you slam me on the back of the head. All my opinions, as you said in the last episode. But but like when you were saying like you know your your mum saw it and had to go and sleep in her parents' bed yeah. for a while. Even though she was, she was almost an adult at that stage, right? Yeah, she was yeah. not young. young. She wasn't adult, a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, she wasn't a child. But like that's a unique thing to actually get scared to that degree by yeah. that stage in your life. That is a very unique thing. Yeah. So I can completely understand why people would want to, to hold this film mm-hmm. in that kind of regard. But yeah, yeah I think it's best of time yeah. for people who haven't had that experience. And basically that's anyone younger to yeah. just not expect it. Yeah. And do yourself a favour. Yeah. Well, um, as it is a Halloween special, we have a treat for you in that Vince is going to do 
the stories now and it is they are all related to the exorcist i believe yeah yeah, yeah. i'm actually going to start with um there are ghost stories about the filming of the Ooh, exorcist which yeah. i think is very unusual we don't normally get that kind of ability some of them reek of marketing from warner brothers if i'm completely honest with you doesn't matter it's because honestly, they they realised they had a really good banking thing. Like it yeah. was one of their biggest grossing because they didn't spend that much money on it. Yeah, it, it turned over loads for them. Yeah, and so obviously they were kind of just any marketing they can get. Mm-hmm. They they went for it. Okay, <clears throat> and then we're also going to look at real life mm-hmm. a bit, which always is scarier than art. Let's face it. Absolutely. So yeah, right. um, let me let me see what I've got because I I recall I've come across a few things. Okay. Um. So. There were, during the filming of this, nine deaths associated with the filming. Really? Nine. nine. So, I mean, tangentially. Some of them are people like, um, um, there was someone's grandfather, uh, Linda Blair's grandfather. Right. Now, I would say that's a bit tangential myself, but okay. it got attributed it anyway. Yeah. Uh, one was the um, unexpected stillborn um, of one of the cameramen. Oh, God. Yes. A little less exciting, that one. Mm. Um, one of security guards. Right. Um, and actor Jack um, McGowan, McGowan mm-hmm. died a month before the film was released. His character was Burke Dennings, who dies on screen. Right. So that was a strange <laughs> time that everyone thought, therefore, that means, ah, the yeah, whole yeah. production's cursed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were a few other things which were a little interesting about it as well. Mm. Um, the first set location that was chosen for the, uh, for the film burned down <laughs> in an unexpected fire. The house, the house that they ended up using also burnt down every room, except the film they used for her bedroom. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> that is weird. I mean, come on. That is fucking weird. So I think, well, yeah, either it's haunted or someone's got a really sick sense of humour, basically. <sighs> Possibly both. Um, one of the actresses actually was um, had her back injured permanently while she was being flung across the bedroom. Well, Linda Blair? Yes. I'm not surprised. Uh, no, no, not Linda Blair, not no. Linda Blair. Uh, Ellen... Are oh, you going to stop me making, say, making me say names? Uh, Ellen Berthin, okay. I think, was the mother. Oh, the mother. Um, basically, she had a harness and it malfunctioned. Yeah. And, realized, and then she landed on a coccyx, a tailbone. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, we're both we're cringing yeah. with that exact thought. Cause I've done the coccyx before. Yeah. yeah. And you forget you've got one and then you suddenly realise you've got one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not fun. Um, um, there was also reports, although I, I feel like this smells a bit of marketing BS. Um, Jason Miller, who played Father Karras, mm. um, was approached by a priest on the street, supposedly, who um, warned him against revealing the devil for the trickster that he is and trying to unmask him and gave him a medallion to warn him against evil spirits. That It's written down, but I feel like that's probably a bit rubbish. Oh, that feels weird. like that's a marketing department saying, I've just thought of something. Yeah. No one can disprove it. Just probably. say it. Just say it. Yeah, it's, 90, it's 1973. I mean, you, you just need to find out the nearest agent and be like, no one was going to, no one's going to Google it, right? Which one of your clients looks like a priest? Yeah. Um, this one probably isn't paranormal, but it sounds very cool. The cast and crew arrived on set one day to find everything covered in snow. It was later deduced to be though. You, you realize how most of the scenes in the bedroom look freezing cold because basically yeah. they have massive air conditioners to make the the air genuinely very cold. Yeah. yeah. So all the actors are actually freezing as they're acting. Ooh. And they left, I suspect they malfunctioned overnight and they built yeah. up snow. Yeah. But it's weird they described it as snow, not, you know, ice and frost or whatever else. But yeah. Um, when it premiered in Rome, uh, the cinema they premiered in was between two churches, um, one of which was 400 years old. And 
just after the screening, lightning struck the cross at the top of its uh, no spire. Way. Yeah, supposedly. Of course, it's Rome, you know, Vatican and that. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly what people thought. I mean, there must have been protests, surely. I mean, uh, yeah. The Pope must be, you know. I, I feel like the Catholic Church got a lot of promotion out of this inadvertently. Yeah, that's a weird thought, actually, isn't it? I'm quite sure they. Because, really honestly, I don't feel like actually lots of the clergymen come off that badly in the film. No. They're, they're the good guys in this, let's face it. Yeah. And. Oh, and he also, like, openly in the film says, if you want an exorcism, you have to go back to the 1600s or something. Like, that's yeah. his initial response. He really doesn't want to do it for ages. Yeah. Um, true, true, so, I mean, true. you know, there are lots of lots of bad things you could say about, about Catholicism, but they don't get mentioned in this. Yeah. It comes off quite well. Oh, oh. Fair dues. Yeah, so there, there's some odd things. I'm sure there are a few other things which, I don't know, it feels like internet folklore plays know, a big role in this. I know Linda Blair had a complete mental breakdown. Yeah. Oh, but that's not paranormal. That's just, you know, that's... natural after doing that role. Well, I mean, yeah. Poor kid. You know? Yeah, too right. Um, I remember uh, the, the bit where she's actually, I have to say, the only bit that made me, give me a bit of a chill was the bit where she was being thrown around the room because it looked so violent. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty and, sure it was. Yeah. I was thinking, I don't know how, it was, how they did that without hurting her. But I'm not surprised she lost it afterwards. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Well, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was also... So this is written... This is based on a book. Right. Which came in 1971. Mm-hmm. Um, the author of which I didn't write down. That's right. Um, but, again, this this may be his publisher putting mm-hmm. this out. But um, the reports of while he was writing the book, the author's wife experienced strange activity around the house. Her hairbrush fl- started to float in thin air. <laughs> which he initially did dismiss until he witnessed his telephone doing exactly the same thing in the house. I just wonder if ghosts, like, they must only have, if anyone watched BBC Ghosts, which is a brilliant show. It is good, but I don't feel that's quite what we should be drawing a comparison no, to. No, what I was going to say, though, the, 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 um, the idea there is that ghosts can't really, or find moving things really, really difficult. And that's why they need to slightly make things horror. And it's always really... We, you know, really mundane things like hairbrushes because they can't lift heavy things because they can't quite move it. And, Except the know. ones that like kick over bookcases and things. Yeah, so, yeah. I was thinking more of you know because um, it's always like why why a hairbrush? Why not you know something big and scary? Why a hairbrush? You know. Yeah. Why not kitchen knives? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I like, oh no! I've been chased around the kitchen by a whisk. <laughs> oh, okay. It was really scary. I yeah, sure, but. Whisk out a toilet plunger. It's a Dalek. Yes. Okay. So what? Hair, hairbrush, and a telephone. Yeah, but this is in the in while he was writing the book. Um, yes. He was writing it based on various reports, which I will cover mm-hmm. shortly after. Yes. Um, but yeah. So there anyway. There was there was some unusually for us. We actually got some crossover between our segments of our podcast because there was actually paranormal supposedly. Things which happened during the production of the film we watched and reviewed. Yeah. Which, let's face it, we're not going to get that every time. No, definitely not. Um, so, you know, it is a Halloween spectacular. Yeah. After. Spooktacular. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we have, like, collaborated on that? Should we do it again? Yeah, should... One, two, three. Spooktacular. I feel better about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's an extra present for you. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, sorry, I'm looking at the microphone. Yes. I'm, I'm talking yes. to the people we can't see. Yes. I'm I'm talking to the little red light. <laughs> little red light. Come to us, little red light. We won't bite you. <laughs> we won't eat your liver. <laughs> oh, 
Sorry, sorry about that. Um, our music for our stories kicked in then, and obviously, when you're listening to this, the music will be here. Oh, in post production, that'll just look like you're mad. Yeah, it will just look like I'm mad, but it, it literally just kicked in then and made me jump. Um, it so was beautiful. It was. <laughs> there you are a genuine fright on our, on our Halloween spooktacular. Um, anyway, so do you do you have um, anything else for us? Let's hear it then. Let's hear. It. Okay, so so as I have previously framed. This was based on a book in 1971, which was subsequently written from the write-ups and reports of a happening in 1949. Okay. In 1949, um, there was the a, a well-reported and well-recorded instance of an exorcism being performed, mm-hmm. and the priest actually kept a diary. Right. As... I suppose he felt it was necessary to, to keep some kind of record for posterity and to aid future exorcists, mm-hmm. even though he probably imagined he was one going to be one of the last ones because yeah. it was out of favour by this stage. Yeah. Uh, psychology was still in prominent use. Um, but it does play into the fact that throughout the ages, uh, like images of demons and demons possessing human beings mm-hmm. it has been a frightful thing across cultures. Yeah. It gets called different things. Um and it manifests slightly differently. Sometimes it's a deity of a cave or whatever, depending on where you are in the world and the people you speak to. But this explanation for mania and it being an outside force or intelligence or something and controlling a person, seizing control of a person involuntarily, is actually quite broad. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sort of Abrahamic religions, it's called it's called possession by a demon or the devil or yeah. something like that. Um, and they call it exorcism. But it happens elsewhere. Yes, this particular uh, case is from 1949, and the child is a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's referred to as under the pseudonym Roland. Roland Doe. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Jane Doe or John. Doe. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, Roland, who he should be referred to as, grew up in a quiet town in Maryland. Um, supposed to be born about 1935. He'd have been about 13 at the time. Um, he was born to a German Lutheran Christian family. He read comic books, listened to the radio. He was basically an average student. Yeah. Kid. yeah. Uh, he wasn't good at making friends his own age. And he developed a close, special relationship with his aunt, who was called Harriet or Hattie. Yeah. Um, she was a spiritualist. She taught him how to use a Ouija board. Oh, that's never good, is it? Well, it's she, she felt, um, and being an experienced user of such things and a solid believer in such things, this was a solid means of communicating those who had passed on. So when her nephew showed interest, being a 13-year-old boy, I mean, trying yeah, to keep him... Yeah, yes. You know, it's something they bonded over. And he didn't have a huge family. He didn't have loads of friends. So they yeah. were very close. Um, so she showed him how to use it. Um... In 1948, um, she died of a long illness. Um, if she had probably been around, she would have discouraged him from continuing to use the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. She was not. And her, his parents actually felt like it would be a a nice way for him to deal with his grief. Oh, God. I just... I don't like Ouija boards at all. I don't think they should be messed with. I mean, I laugh and joke about paranormal, but I genuinely don't think they're things to be messed with. Well, anyway, he, he was very bereaved at losing his aunt basically his best friend yeah. so he was using it to basically try and contact mm-hmm. her um, and the family joined in on this his parents joined in on this okay. and believing yes. believing they had actually contacted Hattie yeah yeah. Um, until they didn't mm. believe mm-hmm. they contacted Hattie this began when there were 
small noises and unexplained cries that would happen just outside earshot, essentially, whenever Roland was in the room. His parents noticed this for quite a long time. Yeah. Initially, they thought they had mice. So they had, they had scratching noises and they got more prominent, so they pulled up all their floorboards, actually trying to find the mice in the house, wooden houses. Yeah. This was normal. Um, they couldn't find any. Uh, took down the walls, couldn't find anything. The noises gained momentum. And then they became overshadowed by objects in the home moving on their own. Nice escalation. Yeah, Going that way. It was even reported that when visitors would come to the house, pictures would be thrown off the walls and thrown at other family members and visitors. I mean, fair play. People are annoying, aren't they? They absolutely are. Yeah. That's why we don't talk to anyone. Yeah, yeah. That's why we like this medium, because yeah. it's a very one-way conversation. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, it's not me if this sounds familiar. Roland's bed would often shake violently at night. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not familiar. The, the events actually followed him into school. Mm-hmm. There was a report of this. It happened in front of his entire class and teacher, where his desk began to shake. The top flew open, and all his contents flew towards the ceiling. And he's already got no friends. And he's already got no friends. Oh. <laughs> now, at some point, I think, okay, he could have been shaking his bed or his desk, but then he's kind of the stuff flying towards the ceiling yeah, and, and around the people. Shake your entire bed. It would be difficult. Yeah. Well, anyway, his parents consulted relatives and neighbours, and they decided to take Roland to all the best doctors and psychiatrists they had access to. Um, unfortunately, they couldn't really offer an explanation. They finally went to a a minister, a reverend, uh, Reverend Schultz. Yeah, um, who took an interest here um, in allowed Roland to stay in his house for one night for observation, and they had twin beds in the same room. And sorry, Father Ted. I'm glad you've watched that now. <laughs> I have. Mm. We're almost, we're almost. I think we're over halfway now. Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> he also witnessed this bed shaking violently oh, right. when Roland was in it. I don't think you can make a bed shake on it, especially if you're 14. Probably not, 13, 14, I mean, possibly. But yeah, he also said that when he was sat on the bed, Roland, it would still shake. And he was a fully grown man. When so both of them sitting on it? Yes, it would still shake. Uh, he also said he witnessed an armchair in the room tip over and a pile of blankets topple on their own accord. Um, this would all be mild compared to what happened later on. I've actually got a screenshot of the letter. So this is to... This is from his church to the Department of Psychology at Duke University. The phenomenon is present only within the boy's presence. I had him in my home on the night of the February the 17th to observe him myself. Chairs moved of their own accord and they threw him out. His bed shook whenever he was in it, and whenever he was in bed with me, mine vibrated with no apparent motion in his body. I then made him a bed on the floor, and he glided across the floor. Some of the languages in this, in this is a bit yeah. odd, but fine. The family lives in Prince George's County, Maryland, so I had my physician place the boy in the hands of the County Mental Hygiene Care Clinic under the care of Dr. Mary Rose, University of Maryland. She and her two staff have had two interviews with the boy so far, and he's due to have a third. They mentioned... Words appeared on his body, including the phrase, Help me. There was also noted appearance of scratches and sores. Now he has visions of the devil goes into a trance and speaks a strange language. And then he basically requests help from their department <laughs> assistance. You know, I need an adult um, at this point. So yeah. he's quite a switched on yeah. reverend. Reverend? Yes. He's quite a switched on reverend. He's contacted a local university psychology department to try and get help. Yeah. 
He made arrangements to perform an exorcism inside his home after it came out that there wasn't going to be much help coming. They didn't have any real assistance. Um, so he secured the help of several priests. Uh, after the exorcism com- commenced, the events escalated and young Roland had bruises, bite marks and inscriptions on his sk- skin, including help me and other marks. They worried the boy's declining health would make him unable to complete the exorcism, so they decided to stop. Roland continued to have scratches on his body, and when one, when one of them read Lewis, the family believed that this indicated they should go to St. Louis, where he had, fam- where he had family living. Uh, in St. Louis, the family moved into a colonial-style house in Roanoke Drive. Ah, now where have we heard that before? I thought you'd enjoy that bit. Oh, I do. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really glad I got something in that actually surprised you. Yeah. Yeah, in Ro- yeah on Roanoke Drive. So there we go. That's um, the best series of American Horror Story for anyone. It's, it's on Netflix. Watch it. It is so good. Although Kathy Burke's accent is a total mystery. But carry on. Yeah, it's bizarre. But Not Kathy Burke. <laughs> Kathy Bates. <laughs> Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. I agreed as well. I was thinking, hang on. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Kathy Burke's accent's fine. <laughs> Oh, and, uh, and people listening in other countries are not going to have a clue who that is. Just doesn't, doesn't matter. No, well, that won't, that won't help. It won't help. Okay, carry on. Roland would also speak in a low, guttural voice that wasn't his own. Despite what he was going through, Roland seemed calm during the day. It was a night he screamed in, screamed in wild outbursts. He reacted violently when he saw any sacred object, including pictures of Jesus Christ. Well, I did as well when I see that. I mean, that's just sensible. Yeah. So Roland endured tw- 20 to 30 rites of exorcism when his parents had finally had enough and sent him to the hospital. With nightly exorcisms, they, they continued. Um, the psychiatrist who was present wrote a 16-page account of what he had seen, complete with the descriptions of the phenomena that Doe, the Doe family had experienced. So this is where most of what the novel and things were subsequently yeah. based on was this report, as well as the diary. Yeah. These are the main sources. Although, curiously, there's an argument about how many pages there actually are for either of them. Mm-hmm. And subsequent revisions of the diary are available for purchase, which instantly makes you think, ah, someone's making money. Yeah. So... It's a good old marketing thing, it, isn't it? it, it it's, it's no longer a primary source, mm-hmm. even for something relatively recent, so yeah. it's, it's a little bit hazy. During one of these events, actually, Roland broke one of the priest's noses, and the priest was hospitalised after Roland used a bed spring to cut the priest's arm. Ooh, yikes. Yeah. One morning, Roland awoke with seizures and yelled to the priest that Satan would always be with him. Throughout the process, Roland is reported to have to have had dramatic outbursts. Supposedly, he would curse excessively, vomit, urinate, and use Latin phrases. He didn't speak any Latin. Did heads didn't spin roundly. No, that was completely for the film. Ah, shame. Uh, the family became so traumatized by the events that they converted to, from Lutheranism to Catholicism during the exorcism. Roland received his first Holy Communion, after which he disclaimed a six-inch portrait of the devil with its hands above its head appeared on the boy's calf. God. That isn't in the film, obviously. No. I don't know if it's in the book. Um, but I thought that's interesting because there is stuff they reported they didn't end up using. I just... Um, the exorcism oh. supposedly climaxed on the 18th of April in the hospital. Prayers were said and up into the night and about until about 11pm when with a deep and masculine voice Roland inter- interrupted the ritual saying Satan, Satan, I am St. Michael. I command you, Satan, and the other evil spirits to leave this body in the name of Dominus immediately. Now! 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 Roland had one more violent spasm before finally becoming calm. When he later awoke, he told Father Borden he had a vision of St. Michael holding a flaming sword. That would be St. Michael, I can tell you that. Okay. Oh, Mikhail. Yeah. 
That one. Oh, that guy. I know it because of work. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, okay. Well, apparently he's the one known for defeating Satan with a flaming sword. That's his thing. Yeah. Um, oh, that's why they So it was claimed he came into the boy's body in order to flush out the devil and free him. Put him on the keto diet. Now, now. <laughs> so, uh, Father William Bowden is the, uh, the priest who sort of led this and kept a diary of the cleansing process, which ultimately took several months. After Roland came out of the trance, the strange behaviour immediately ceased and his family moved back to the East Coast in hopes of leaving this dark past behind them. So that's that's kind of what happened. I will skip forward because I will say I actually have find out what happened to him afterwards. So it actually took decades for researchers to ascertain who Roland was and where his family were. Could he still be alive? He'd be about 80 now. So he could be. So he could be alive. Yeah. yeah. Roland ended up graduating from high school. He got married and had children. Uh, he'd be uh, yeah over 80 years old now and although he'd be the only person involved in the whole thing who'd still be alive because everyone else he he claimed he couldn't remember anything afterwards right and everyone else would you know not be around anymore I mean that might if he did if he genuinely didn't that might not be paranormal I mean sometimes something something so traumatising as that your mind just might go nope and just kind of wipe it do you know what I mean yeah yeah true a bit like when you know you've had loads of drinks and you do something really embarrassing (laughs) well I'll, I'll read all that I've got because I have a few other bits where it sounds like he was. A, there's been lots of criticism of this afterwards, and mm. I'll, I can paraphrase some of it. Yeah. But I will say that there was never any financial incentive for the family who underwent the ordeal um, to actually try and cash in on this, unlike several other notable instances where book rights and subsequent film rights were actually on the line. Yeah. So the family were incentivized. This is before any of this happened. So the family just wanted to go into hiding after this and forget it ever happened. And the, the priests and things considered it to be a private matter, and they were eager to keep it like 100% anonymous. Yeah. So they, they considered it to be a personal struggle with a sick child and didn't want it to be for public consumption. So they had no interest. Yeah. The family never sought any remuneration after the film came out or the book mm-hmm. came out. They wanted nothing to do with any of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, investigative journalist uh, Mark Sasnick believed he found Roland. It was alarmed when, after phoning up Roland, discovered the family did not want to have any contact with them whatsoever. I don't blame them, to be honest. No, no. The journalist reported that if there was any motive for fabrication, it was highly unlikely to be financial. Mm. You probably just want to go live under a rock after all that happened, don't you? Well, probably. Um, but there were there were other suggestions that there may have been other fol- other uh, motivations for falsification. Uh, if it didn't lay with dollars, it could have lay with a troubled 13-year-old. True. Someone who claimed to have been Roland's childhood friend described young Roland as... A sneaky and mean little bastard. Um, with a love of pranks and bullying cruelty. One of Roland's favourite torments, he claimed, was to get his bad-tempered dog to chase and scare other children. Such a mean streak could be said to have been demonstrated in the midst of his possession. According to the diary extracts, during one of the train rides Roland took with Father Borden to visit his hometown from Missouri, he became completely maniacal and started striking the priest furiously in between the legs, yelling... That's a nutcracker for you, isn't it? Wow. I mean, maybe he had uh, ADHD or something, or something they wouldn't have recognised. Possible, possible. I mean, it's also arguable such an incident is more in keeping with a bad-tempered child, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, more than demonic possession. Because when you first started telling the story, he sounded very meek, mild, and kind of had no friends and poor little thing. And now, you know, now he sounds like a freaking nightmare. Well, like bit. most things, the reality is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Also, he's grief-stricken. He lost his probably his only friend. Yeah. I'm not but, saying his, his parents did didn't love him. No friends because he was a little bastard. But children can be little bastards. They can. They can also become completely balanced adults who then 
are embarrassed by what they did as children. And if there's reports saying how badly you behaved and you're being criticised for it, you probably want to distance yourself as much as possible from any of that if you have realised that's stupid. Well, I was an angel, obviously. Uh, Obviously, yeah. Yes. Uh, But there were also some questions raised when, in later life, one of the Jesuit scholars involved in the exorcism was being asked further details about the reports uh, because he started to backtrack on some of them. For example, the Latin, he said, I think he was mimicking us. Right. The kid didn't know Latin, but he could, he'd heard them reciting a few Latin phrases and he just spouted back words and sounds at them. You think he could have, like, maybe he had this kind of thing going, oh, yeah, you're possessed, we played on it, but, like, in the... Yes, um, that is possible. uh, It's quite possible, yeah. Enfield poltergeist hauntings, um, where we know some of that was faked. Could could be like that. Possible, because it's, I mean, while there's not financial incentive... Just he's getting attention. Yeah. And he's grieving, probably, yeah. and unstable. And he's he's hormonal. Yeah. He's a 13-year-old boy. He's an idiot. So... <laughs> you know from first time. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel under that very strange social pressure, you probably do act like a bit of a tit. Probably. Um, but then are you strong enough to make your bed shake and to... Well, there is also, yeah, you know, there, there are... Well, it can't always be as clear-cut. Yeah. Um, another another detail that was asked about by this same scholar was actually whether the voice changing was was quite as pronounced and he said not really uh, when asked about the other claims regarding demonic possession um, he undermined some of the details or revealed the diary saying there wasn't really any vomiting or urinating that I recall right. spitting was quite prevalent although one of his childhood friends alleged that um, Roland had actually used to spit quite a lot and had developed quite a technique um, whereby he could and this is genuinely quite impressive he could spit with great accuracy up to 10 feet wow now as a child that is a social calling card yeah <laughs> I mean, should be proud of that absolutely in many ways there is much evidence to suggest Roland's demonic possession was was as much an elaborate trick and much way much as a way for him to trick his overzealous family basically and get him out of school for a month because such a prank was not beyond his personality or temperament it's reported yeah well, I can understand that Yes. You're going to bunk off school for a bit. It's quite a good one, actually. It's quite a good... Uh, Get off school. Quite clever. Manage your grief. Yeah. Just put on a bit of a show. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, quite clever. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's a, yeah, it's a fascinating story. I mean... It, it, it really is. And it it, it fascinated a great many people afterwards yeah. as well for, for several yeah. decades and continues to and now, Obviously, actually. there's other accidents which we might look at. Like yeah. Annalise Michelle, um, who was the Emily Rose inspiration... Um, so yeah it'd be cool to kind of look at those at some point but yeah um, really really interesting stuff um, obviously I need the story uh, sort of vaguely but it's good to hear detail uh, I like to I like to think there's a bit of para, paranormal in there you know it could be a mix I think of teenage boy fury and paranormal they do either way it's scary because yeah. teenage, teenagers are scary Teena- teenagers uh, attract the most activity apparently they are like completely open to it even if they don't know they are because of all the hormones raging around their body this is it's, it's always the same in, in uh, right, possessions okay. and poltergeists it always seems to be a teenage kid involved um, so yeah very 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 interesting um, so yeah what do you think guys I mean I, I'm sure again some of you know this story um, let us know what you think. Do you think it was real? Do you think it was just a kid being a dickhead? Let us know. Um, but I think that's it for yeah. So we hope you've enjoyed our extended Halloween episode. Oh, Halloween spooktacular! Oh, 
And thank you, Vince, for finding the stories this week. That's Very okay. Nice, That's you? okay. I might do it again if people don't get too angry yeah. with me. Well, you didn't have to listen to me rambling on the whole episode, which I'm sure it was nice for everyone. I quite like listening to you ramble. <laughs> um, so, yeah, have a wonderful Halloween. Just as a, a reminder, you can drop us an email on Instagram. Just search for the, uh, the Ghost Gig on Instagram and you will find us. You will. It's actually very easy now. Yeah, very, very easy. Um, and join our 1,200-odd followers. Come and join the club. We should, we should create a name later when we're not in, in front gig, of a microphone. Ghost Giggers. I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I just have the I just have the idea, and I realise I shouldn't have said that while we're recording. Yeah. But I'm, I think we're going to leave it in. Uh, any suggestions? Give it. Give us a, a message. Um, and you can always you can also email us at ghostgiguk at gmail So if you've got a spooky story that you'd like to share with us, or you would like us to review and write a song about your favourite horror film, absolutely. Or, or if you just want to say hi, say yeah, hi. just just say hi. You're very friendly, as you said earlier. We've got no friends, so you know. Yeah, as long as you don't have to like leave this room, it's all fine, <laughs> really. Yeah, um, we're joking. We do have friends. We promise. Yeah. Well, I do. We both do. <laughs> um, but yeah, have a wonderful Halloween, everyone. Yes. Thank hope you're you. doing something exciting. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Because obviously we didn't get one last year. So enjoy yourselves. Um, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.